If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. <gasps> Let's not focus on the fact that the planet's on fire. Let's focus on the fact that we've started Series 3 of WTB. Wow. Series 3. They're not ready for this jelly. What episode is this? Episode 420. <laughs> Welcome to Women Talking Bollocks, a podcast where you'll hear, well, three women talking utter bollocks. What you won't hear is anyone nattering on about fashion, makeup, diets, or those blinking Kardashians. I'm not even sure I know who they are, if I'm honest. But what you will hear is some uplifting, irreverent chat with myself, Jen Brister, and my two very dear friends, comedians and women, the very wonderful, if slightly eccentric, Maureen Younger, and the dashing, kind, charisma bomb that is Alison June Smith. Before we start season three of Women Talking Bollocks, we would love to thank all of our Patreons. And our newest Patreons, Paula, Lisa, and Zoe. Welcome to WTB Podcast's Patreon Corner. Oh, there'll be extra content, there'll be lots of laughs and all kinds of stuff that we haven't actually thought of yet. <laughs> but we're going to get it out there. And if you are interested in joining us and becoming one of our patrons, please, uh, you can do that at patron.com forward slash women talking bollocks. Yeah. So hello, ladies. How are you doing? Oh, have we started? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what they call a cold open, Maureen, because yeah. there was literally no moment to go, right, should we just now start the episode? You just went, so lady. Yeah. I don't know about the rest of you, but I just need a beat. I need a moment. Your brain works a lot quicker, Maureen, and you like to go straight in. This is, we haven't done this for ages. I would have liked a more of a sort of gentle entrance we know very well though even if the entrance was gentle we still would have faffed about for the first couple of minutes let's not let's not yes. lie let's not lie so this is they're getting authentic faffing i, I feel like does our audience need this faff at the beginning and and, and that, that's what maureen's created is now this bit of faff. no i haven't created that's what you've well, created because this is what i need <laughs> i need my brain to be in the space where i can go right we've started the podcast not not just start it we've not, now we've just started it and it's all it's all this is series three we've got to be offering something better than this maureen haven't we but this is what we've created no actually maureen this is what you've created no i'm not taking that that's you created i mean you knew we were doing the podcast you've got your headphones on haven't you <laughs> I mean, I can't. Don't come as a surprise. 
I mean, it's, it's very hard to argue that point, I'm afraid, Boris. Yeah, okay. Welcome to season three, everyone. We're right into it. Yeah, Alice is like, I'm keeping out of this one. I stay out of it. When these two get going, I kind of just like to be the observer along with our listeners, which is fun. And then I step in every so often, like an overseeing parent. Okay, you two, each to your corners. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, I mean, we've got a lot to catch up on, haven't we? We haven't done this in a very long time. It's been, what, weeks, I might say. Months. But I have to say, due to pure fate, me and Alison did have a catch-up on Friday. Yes. Face to face. That was brilliant. I got a message from Alison saying, look who I bumped into. And then a photograph of you two in a race. I was like, what? It was like the universe was already like getting me ready, dosing me up with you guys because I was at your place, Jen. I got to stay in your lovely home in Brighton for a few days. And then literally I got back and went to a gig the next day. And that's when Maureen and I bumped into each other. Not even in the same like area, but literally in the same in the restaurant. <laughs> She was like, oh, I'm in Birmingham early to go to my gig. And I was like, I'm in Birmingham. And I was like, where are you? I'm at this restaurant. She's like, so am I. So am and I? I looked up and three tables over. No. Oh, my yes! God. That's we were so each other. funny. Like you were texting each other going, where are you? Three I'm tables away. Oh, <laughs> hang on a minute. So am I. Yeah. That is And brilliant. it was so funny because I said to the server when I sat down, I was like, listen, can you seat me away from people? I just, I don't want to be near people. So she put me in this corner. And then like within five minutes, I like got up and just went and sat <laughs> with someone at a table. I'm sure they were like, what is this girl? What's your <laughs> deal? So like, I mean, of all of the restaurants at New Street Station in Birmingham, I would not have placed Maureen Younger in Pho. <laughs> I would not have placed you in a Vietnamese restaurant. Joe, who introduced me to Pho? Alison June Smith. Yes, I did. Oh. I love. I love Pho. I mean, don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm into it. Uh, or Pho. Or Pho. It's, it's not pronounced Pho. It's pronounced Pho. Yeah. But I, I can't I do know. the proper Vietnamese pronunciations. So. Not like I can, Alison. No, you can't. <laughs> so we, we got to see each other, which was very fun and very, very exciting. Fun. Yeah. And then I had a nightmare gig. How? It was an how utter disaster. Boring. They couldn't work the lighting. So I performed like 10 minutes in the dark. Eventually they got the lighting to work, but it was strobe lighting. So, you know, one minute I was red, oh next minute God. I was yellow, next minute I was green. And <laughs> yeah. you know what? It didn't go that well, weirdly enough. It wasn't, I mean, everybody lost the will to live before I went on. I'd lost the will to live as soon as I stood on stage. Being in a room with a comedian and not being able to see them is absolutely daft. And the night before I'd been at Top Secret, which obviously is, a, is I mean, it's a club, isn't it? It's a proper club. So you go, you go from Top Secret to that and I was like... I'm too old for this. Kind oh, of. Maureen. Well, look, you can walk away from that gig and go, do you know what? It wasn't me. It was them. And and th that's okay. Yeah. Sometimes you walk away from a gig and you're like, I think that might have been a bit of that might have been me. But <laughs> that one, you're like, that wasn't me. That was them. That was everything but me. What about you, Alison? How was your gig in Birmingham? I was in Worcester. It was fine. I mean, I walked in. Uh, I thought it was going to be... Was, um... <laughs> Brexit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Make Britain great again. <laughs> and uh, actually, they were really awesome. And I, when I got up on the stage, I looked and there was like four tables of women. And um, I just did jokes about how they all married rich and divorced them. And that's why they have beautiful homes in Worcester. And they all applauded. And I was like, nailed it. Love you, ladies. <laughs> A friend of mine saw you gigging yesterday, Jen. Oh, okay. In London. Ooh. Yes, I was. Uh, Regent's Park yes. Open Air Theatre. Yes. Oh. Okay. I was really on fire, actually. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, it was a lovely gig. It was a really lovely gig. And the audience were ridiculous. You know, when you step onto the stage and you've, you've delivered nothing at this point other than walking. Um, and they have created so much atmosphere and energy that you're like, I, I feel like this is undeserved. But I will, rise, I will try to rise to take the occasion it. and I will take, take it. it. And, and they were just delightful. And because usually after after I, I'm like, I, I I'm ready to get off now. But I was like, oh, now I want to stay on and do a bit more. Mm. But yeah, I had to get off. But it was really fun. Were you lit? I was lit. <laughs> if anyone else asked that question, that sounded really like, were you lit? What were you on, Jen? Were you lit up? Were you lit? Were you partying? I was totally lit. I was actually off my chops. Um, no, I wasn't. It was one of the best class days of my life. No, it wasn't. I was actually sober. It was great. It was really lovely. And I am finding in in most cases that audiences are just so happy mm, to I be agree. at a live event. And they're really, really supportive. And, you know, and I've really enjoyed doing the stand-up that I've done. Gigs have been really fun. But, I mean, I, I also, I have been away, haven't I? I've been camping uh, in Cornwall for two weeks. What a joy! 
Uh, sorry, Leanne, that probably hurt your ears. I honestly, I, I'm so glad. To be, I can't tell you how glad I am to be home. <laughs> tell the people, how long were you camping for, Jen, in total? how long? Okay, so we did three days in a static caravan, which actually sounds fine. But I did the three days in a static caravan with Chloe, our children, and her parents. So what that meant was that in the static caravan, they have these cots, beds. They're not beds. They are barely the width of your body. Okay, now Chloe, Chloe's. There was a a, a a double bed with an ensuite. I went, oh, this is nice. And Chloe went, oh no, no, we're not sleeping there. That my parents sleep there. And I was like, oh, are we sharing? Oh, we're sharing with your parents. She went, yeah, you know that. And I was like, oh, I, I'd forgotten that. And then she went, no, we're sleeping in here. And I walked into the room, and I said, this this isn't going to take my body. My body can't be on this bed. And she went, well, this is, you know, this is where we're sleeping. I had one night on this bed and it was, I don't know if you've ever laid on something where you you simply can't move. You can't turn over. You can't roll over. I, it, we got to two o'clock in the morning. I said to Chloe, I can't, whatever, I can't do this for another two nights. So in the end, what happened was I slept in Chloe's parents' camper mm -hmm. van. Okay. Yes. So that's what I did. It was very comfortable. But look, this isn't what I wanted by any stretch of the imagination, but I have to say it was a very comfortable bed and they were very generous and kind to allow me to have it. And I was very grateful. We went from this static caravan that I wasn't allowed to sleep in because there was no proper bed to a tent for 12 nights, okay? Uh... Yeah. But before we go any further, I need to just give myself a big high five. I invested, and some might say, this was a lot of money and I would also say it, but I spent a lot of money on an X bed camping bed, right? It's an X bed mattress. Mattress? It's not. It's just a mattress, actually. It's not a mattress. Um, and it is. The, honestly, it is. It's like sleeping on in your bed. It's very, very comfortable. It's not that wide. That's my only criticism of it. But it was comfortable. If we hadn't had that, and I'd had to sleep on our unusual inflatable, I would have. Uh, I would have gone on a spree yeah. of some kind. No. Uh, uh, not murder obviously, but some sort of spree, I don't know, maybe walking around and just dashing cold water in people's faces. I mean, I was on the brink, okay? And Chloe's like, I cannot believe you spent this kind of money on a mattress for, you know, I mean, we're, we only use it once a year. I said, I don't care. That, what, that, that time is very important to me. I cannot have 12 nights of no sleep. It's just, it's just I will be a wreck. Yeah. And then she lay on it. She went, oh, do you know what, Jen? I'm so glad you bought this. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Vindicated. Yeah. Thank you. Sometimes things are worth the money. Sometimes things are worth the money. Yeah. Especially given the weather that we had in Cornwall. We had gales. We had a tsunami. We had a typhoon. I mean, I'm exaggerating, obviously. <laughs> but we had, what I'm trying to tell you is, it was bad weather. the weather was not on our side. <laughs> I, I, Chloe was like, it'd be so nice if we go to the beach. I was like, did we go to the beach once? Because it was too bloody cold. And it rained. Boy, did it rain. So we arrived in this campsite. We were like, oh, it's really idyllic. It's beautiful. There's a lake, blah, blah, blah. And then by day three, we're like, oh, it's a fucking mud pit. That's what we're Ugh. in. But anyway, the children had the time of their lives. I mean, they were living the Vida Loca like the skin was a colour of mocha. They just went out. They met other friends, other children. They played. They went fishing in the lake. My little son, he caught four fish. Absolutely wow. incredible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he put them back, but uh, he oh. caught them. That's yeah, so fun. It. With a net, with a net and a bit of bread. I was, we were like, he's Huckleberry Finn or something. Anyway, they had a great time and that made it all okay for us because they were enjoying themselves. And even though, as you know, I haven't been drinking, I haven't been drinking, I started drinking. I had to, I had to do, <laughs> I had to have a hobby. They had fishing. I was like, what am I doing? I've got to drink. So that's what we did. But it was okay. It was fine. And, um, and do you know what the great thing about holiday is, is that when you come home, uh, you realise it's it's actually better here. So is that what a holiday's for? I feel like I've kind of missed the point of this holiday, actually. I'd love a holiday. Well, I did, I did go down to Brighton a couple of times, didn't I, Jen? And, and as I've said to you, Maureen, you are always welcome to come down to Brighton whenever you want. It's not really a holiday because I'm here, but <laughs> it is an, an opportunity to not be at your own house. <laughs> is it a holiday when you're spending it with me? Probably not. <laughs> Anyway, it's so good that we're all back together, isn't it? It feels wonderful. I'm very delighted to see all of your faces. And now, of course, this has been the moment that we've all missed for many weeks. Certainly, I know I have. It's time to head over to Maureen Younger and find out what 
This week is her happy memory moment. I'd managed to block myself as a spam sender. I chose my own number and my own contact to block. <laughs> oh my God, Maureen, I don't understand. I mean, I understand, but I don't understand. I've got to shut this down now. I've got to shut it down. It's kind of a double whammy. So as some of you may know, I, I was diagnosed with cancer. I've got the all clear. Thank you, NHS. Um, feel free to support the NHS Million on Twitter. They're looking for some more followers. Uh, do do so. But when I got back from hospital, my friend Maggie uh, was very nice because we weren't sure how mobile I'd be after my operation to look after after look after me. And I got at home and I went for a sleep because I was very tired. And while I was sleeping, she tied, she cleaned the bathroom, cleaned the kitchen. And she said, I've cleaned the bathroom, I've cleaned the kitchen. And then I had to point out that I had cleaned the bathroom and the kitchen before she'd arrived, before I went to hospital. <laughs> and she hadn't noticed. <laughs> no, of course she hadn't, she hadn't, Maureen. I, I think we've, we've, we've ascertained this on many occasions on this podcast, that your level and, and other people's level of cleanliness is, they're just different. It's, it's, they're, it's not wrong. It's not wrong, Maureen. It's just different. Okay? I mean, I did notice it did look a lot whiter than, than when I'd left it clean. <laughs> I always thought my tub was grey, uh, but it's not. It's, <laughs> it's a white tub. And she cleaned the oven thing, so the glass. So I the, can look, oven I can the oven thing. <laughs> the oven thing. Yep, 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 yep. Okay. And then, right, and it was funny because I phoned Jenna and said, you can't believe what Maggie did. And she couldn't tell I cleaned it. Jenna didn't seem that surprised. And um, and then I had some old friends round for drinks. And I cleaned, I actually cleaned the hat. Well, I tidied the house, um, which was a bit pointless because we all sat in the garden. I thought could could have got away with it. But anyway, um, but I only use the same glasses, right? So a lot of my glasses I don't use. And so they were getting glasses down for drinks. And obviously they, I, I've never, I haven't used them for years. And so everybody had to wash their own glasses before they could have a drink. Yeah, of course. That's what I do every time I go around, Maureen's. You forgot the last time. I, I had forgotten, actually. Maureen gave me a glass of water and then halfway through drinking it, I was like, what is, what is that on the side of that? Yeah, but it was went, on the oh, outside. I, yeah, but where the, is my lips still touch it? <laughs> anyway, that was my Be More Maureen moments that, you know. No, that's not it. That's that, not the part it. Of it was yeah, because thank you. I went to get some snacks and I was going to do all these 1970s snacks like pineapple chip anyway because I, I get tired I hadn't cheese done it cheese and pineapple cheese and pineapple sausage rolls. rolls I was too tired to prepare mm. it so um but I had got what I thought was really nice tonic tea cakes and those like biscuits with icing on them party rings party rings and nobody wanted them with their wine or it said to me so anyway everyone came around for drinks and she said oh, i wanted to do some nice uh, you know i wanted to prepare a nice dinner or some nice food and i said oh yeah uh, <laughs> i would have been like so you made a cheese board you did a uh, yeah no, what's no. it some sort of like uh, tapas what were you doing she went oh well i thought i'd prepare something like pineapple and cheese and sausage rolls i said well, she was like i was going to cook some sausage rolls i said were you cooking them boring or were you just heating them up i was heating them up yeah yeah, of course. That's what I thought. And then she said, but then I didn't have time. So I went and got some some snacks, some snacks to have with the drinks. And she said, but nobody ate them. I said, oh, well, what did you get? She went, oh, I got some Tunnock's tea cakes. <laughs> for our rings. North American listeners, just for our North American listeners, if you want to know what Tunnock's tea cake is, it's sort of like a round biscuit. It's got kind of... Marshmallow. I don't know. It's almost like a smaller, fatter wagon wheel. Do you have wagon wheels in the yeah, States? Yeah, we got wagon in wheels Canada? in Canada. Yeah, North America, we got wagon wheels. Okay. But it's... But it's it's like a... It's sugar. It's sugar. It's sugar. It's, and it's and it's covered in the... It's covered in chocolate that is chocolate because it it's called chocolate, but it isn't chocolate. I don't know what the hell it is, <laughs> but it's brown. And party rings i said were you inviting round a group of were you inviting my children to this party because that is the kind of food that i would expect to see at a children's party not a bunch of 50 year old people with a glass of rosé oh i hope you're enjoying the rosé well, can i interest you in a party ring i find it pairs really well with uh yeah, with this chablis i'm having right now I love you. Well, it's good to know that when you've got people round, Maureen, and you wanted to prepare something for the people that you care about most. Yeah, my oldest friend. You go to the effort of heading out to farm foods and picking up some party <laughs> rings for 70 pence. <laughs> 
Well, thank you, Maureen. That is, as ever, a classic. Um, and I'm sure you've got, I'm sure you've picked up plenty along the way, haven't you? Possibly. I, I know you have because you've told me a few <laughs> oh, of them. And I'm, I'm like, so well, excited. hang on to those. <laughs> I think season three will be the best of the moments yet. I'm really looking forward to hearing more of your moments, moments Maureen. It is more, more maybe she called them Maureen's Mormons. Mormon Mormons. <laughs> Mormons. <laughs> Mormons. Mormons. We're having some lovely Mormons on the show, of which that was one of them. Uh, now it's time to head over to somebody who makes a lot more sense. Yes, it's time to ask Alison. Go to the gym, get it together, pay your taxes and stop eating chips. Take my advice. Take my advice, I ain't using it. Well, I think you give me a lot of credit by saying I make more sense. Uh, this this problem, so uh, this is fun, guys. I thought I, I'd start off with an interesting one. Um, here we go. So I'm going to summarize it because it, it was a long email. And uh, But can I say thank you to everyone who are sending in problems. Please keep them coming. We're in season three. I still love getting them. Share them with me. So here we go. Uh, a lady has written in. Her husband cheated on her with a 19-year-old he met at a party. She's 28. What? I know. I know. She's 28. Sorry. No. So she was alone uh, with her autistic son. She separated from the husband with her autistic son. Broke alone. But built her life up quickly again. Within six months, she was back on the road. All right? Well done, you. And then she decided she wanted to have a little uh, adult fun. So she joined a, an app dating program called Adult Friend Finder. All right? And she actually, I like this, Maureen, because she said, I don't waste time. I function with German efficiency. And I was like, well done, lady, right? I was like, well done. <laughs> so she got in there. She started to meet some people, right? She just wanted to have some fun. Again, praise someone for getting in there and just going out. She met this one guy, a barrister. They hung out a bit, but she wasn't really into him. I think she was, uh, you know, just getting a little action. So uh, then he got married. Oh, so she was like, actually, it was quite a relief because I didn't want to talk to this guy much anymore. Anyway, during the pandemic, Barrister, his wife, kicks him out, decides he's done. So Barrister starts contacting our listener again, right? Just to get in touch, just wanted to talk. Now, our listener's like, look, I kind of felt sorry for this person. He was on his own. I'm an empathetic person. I, you know, I'm nice. He had no one else to talk to. She's like, but as the conversations went on, I realized this guy, he was like right-wing, anti-vaxxer, misogynist. She's like, but I just, I felt sorry for this person. They had no one else to, to talk to. So she allowed him to talk her ear off for six months, right? She's a nice person. She's like mental health issues. I didn't want to leave people during this time. Well done you. Okay. You're a good person. Finally, she's like, I had enough. Ghosted him. I don't want to talk to him. I've cut him off on all, you know, media. And this, so this was her problem. She goes, yes, life is easier, but am I a good person for ghosting? And more importantly, why does politeness and kindness always bite me in the ass every time? And I was like, okay, well, first off, are you a good person for ghosting? Yes, you are a good person to yourself. And that is the most important thing, in my opinion. Yes, you're a good person. You, you've taken on too much already. So, yes, because you have to worry about you, number one. It sounds to me like this was an exceptionally one-sided energy exchange. Uh, he is an energy vampire and just took and took and took. He just needed attention. He just needed to talk to somebody. I don't think people who do this are bad people. I just think they don't know any different or any better. And after all the time and energy you gave to him, I think actually you did him a favor by ghosting him because all that time you were giving him, he was not spending it finding someone else to actually give a crap about him. So I think you've given him the time now to go find the person that is going to put up with whatever his life stuff is. Okay. Uh, also, I want you to look at it this way. Uh, you keep thinking that, you know, am I a good person? Am I a good person? But I want you to realize how you got into this situation. This is, this is the real problem, I think, in my opinion. I bet it's not the first time you've had an energy vampire in your life. And now I think maybe it's time that you make a promise to yourself to not let that happen again and maybe reflect on why it is that these people seem to get into your world. Because by addressing it sooner and finding those red flags and setting up some boundaries for yourself, I think, you know, 
you'll do yourself and everyone else around you uh, more of a favor. When I think of people having trouble setting boundaries, I've realized over time that a lack of boundaries can sometimes mean a lack of self-confidence or self-esteem. And I know this because I struggled with this for a long time. So I think the real big problem we've got to think about here, or the thing to focus on, is setting up boundaries. And how do we build better boundaries to know when we're going to let somebody in and when we're not? So boundary practicing. Here's some things we can do. Number one, I want you to think about your life. What are your core values? What are the things that are most important to you? And if the person you're communicating with doesn't have those same values, it's time to go. They're time to go. I also think creating a boundary mantra is nice. All right. I'm a big fan of mantras. So basically think to yourself, I am setting boundaries so I feel safe. And setting boundaries is an act of self-love. So remember that. When you're setting a boundary, you're doing yourself a favor and loving yourself. Also, when you get into these situations, I want to say to the listener, imagine if somebody else would have told you this story. What would you have said to them? And then I want you to tell yourself that same advice. All right? So take yourself out of the equation. Know in advance the consequences of somebody crossing your boundaries, all right? So no, if somebody crosses a boundary or somebody does something to you, what are going to be the results? Are you going to cut them out? Are you going to be done? Are you going to say to them quickly that they, they did something that crossed a boundary? Know the consequences so then when it happens, you have an action to take. And remember, practice makes perfect. It's really hard for us to find these, these boundaries in our lives. So the more you try, the easier it will become. Because I don't want you thinking that being a nice person is going to bite you in the ass every time. Instead, realize your polite kindness and niceness and your empathy to these people is your strength. It's your greatest gift. But you need to work on knowing who it is that deserves your gift. That is my advice for the day. As always, Alison, that was great advice. Yeah, I think often women, I think we often, because we're often brought up to be understanding, in inverted commas, what we do is we understand the other person's position and we forget to understand our own. Absolutely. Um, and I remember seeing an episode of Kim, what's it, the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt where um, Tina Fey's character goes, your wishes are just as important as other people's. And I was like, actually, that is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're not a good person for not letting someone walk all over you. And also this guy, whoever he is, he sounds like a ma- major bellend. Uh, I mean, what is he bringing to the table other than just being a complete emotional vampire and ultimately using her? That's what he was doing. Totally he for attention. And you can bet your bottom dollar that if the tables were turned, he would have dropped her like a stone a long time ago. He wouldn't have lasted six months. And 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 you know what? We And particularly as women, we have to remember this. We don't owe... Our t- we, nobody, we don't owe anyone anything, particularly particularly some bloke you don't know. You don't owe him anything. You owe yourself. You owe it to yourself. Uh-huh. Your time is precious, okay? You don't need to, like, hand it over to some stranger because you feel like you ought to. No, of course, absolutely not. And, and yeah, do you know what? Maybe ghosting is the kindest thing because I'm ultimately, particularly as women, we don't want to have confrontations, particularly with men, do we? So Ooh. ghosting in, in, in so many ways is probably the safest and sen- most sensible way to deal with it. And he'll get the message. And, if he, and, and, it, and he might be like, oh, what a bitch or whatever. But who cares? Who is this guy? He's a no one. Forget yeah. him. Move on. We're all happy. Yep. Well, I mean, I feel happy. Just I'm happier if he's out of her life. Uh, and the real yeah. fun kicker, I wanted to leave this till the end. I won't go on for very long. But the, the real kicker about this guy, he insisted on doing <laughs> like Zoom and face-to-face calls because uh, he's an evangelicist. Evangelic? How do I say? Evangelical. Evangelical. Thank you. Nudist. Oh, my God. Oh, why didn't you open with that? Because I wanted to hit it with you guys afterwards because I was like, we would get too distracted by the nudity. Evangelical. An evangelical nudist. She's like, I don't think he is. I think he's an exhibitionist. I was like, yeah, he is. Evangelical nudity is not a thing. It is. I looked it up. There are churches that are like, we get together and praise God as God as God intended us to be. (laughs) I was like, I don't think this guy is. God intended you to put some fucking clothes on. All right. Just shut up. I don't want to see any old guy's balls swinging in the breeze. 
Just uh, put some pants on. What's you don't wrong see with young you? guys' balls swing in the breeze, do you? Listen, I don't want to see balls. Young guys' balls don't <laughs> swing in the breeze, Maureen. They're tough. I can't remember right, that far on. back, to be honest. To be honest with you. <laughs> okay, listen, I've got to have something to eat after this podcast, okay? So let's just shut this down. There we go, everyone. Good problem, hey? Isn't that exciting? We're back in it. Yeah, yes. we're back in the room. You look surprised that you're here. I've just woken up. And yet she still has applied mascara and lipstick. I just want to put it. It's called being professional, Alison. (laughs) (laughs) Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Now, let's find out what we've all been watching on La Televisione. Hmm? I watched a few, uh, ser- only two series, I didn't watch all of them, of Un- Unforgotten with Nicola Walker. Have you watched it? Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, didn't see all of them. them. Yeah. I only happened to catch some of them on, dra- on the drama channel. But, you know, it's, you know, crime procedures. Um, I kind of knew what happened in the final uh, series, which was a bit unfortunate because it, it, it hit Twitter when it happened. But yeah, it's, it's quite good. I tried to watch White House Farm, which I know you saw, Jen. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I kind of, I don't know, I found it a bit hard going, but, uh, and it, but I missed the last couple of episodes because it was out gigging. I mean, it's on Netflix. Oh, is it on Netflix? Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, well, that's where I watched it. I watched it on Netflix, so you can you can catch up, I mean, if you want to. But I mean, do you know what? It, it's, it's It's quite... A lot of these, a lot of these dramas, particularly that's a true story drama. It's a true story. It's sometimes when you know it's true, particularly, it's like, oh, do I need to, do I need to go into this? I don't know if I do. So I, I totally get if it wasn't your thing, but I, I, I just enjoyed it. I quite like true crime for some reason. Yeah. I, also, it's a complete because uh, I just wanted to relax. Uh, I think it was on either Netflix, or Amazon, maybe Indiana Jones and the Holy Grail. <laughs> Oh, with Sean Connery. Is that The Last Crusade? Is it Last Crusade? I'm The Last Crusade, yes, yeah, sorry. It's The Last Crusade. It's definitely not The Holy Grail. Yeah, yeah, The Last Crusade. River Phoenix doing a cameo right at the beginning. Yeah. Very enjoyable movie. What about you two guys? Well, I have been watching the f- season four of The Handmaid's Tale. And, oh, God, it is of all the series. Is of all the series, I'm struggling with this one. There is not mm-hmm. a crack of light in it. Even when you think there's a crack of light, you're like, is it really? It still seems bleak and dark. And it doesn't help that now the backdrop is Canada in the winter, <laughs> which looks greyer than this country and also ridiculously cold. Um, yeah, it, as always, the performances are incredible. You know, Elizabeth Moth. Moth, Elizabeth Moss? Moth, excuse me, Elizabeth Moth, I can't say Moth, I Moss? can't say Moth, Elizabeth Moss, Moss? Elizabeth Moss. Uh-huh. anyway, you know who I'm talking about, <laughs> she is, jeez, I can't talk, she's outstanding, all, all of the performance, in fact, all of the actors in it, I, 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 you know, I tip my hat to all of them, they're fantastic, there's not a dud in that, oh, uh, in there, the actor that plays um, Serena, I just think she oh, is outstanding, so yeah, because she has to play on so many levels. She's just wonderful. I think she's brilliant. But am I enjoying it? Uh, 
It's draining. I'm struggling. It's emotionally. Ugh. And also yeah. because of the way our politics is heading at the moment and the, the rise of the sort of the, the far right. And there's a lot of stuff uh, of that, that, you know, that kind of deep misogyny that is that they've, they've happened to see it in, in, in religion. I mean, you could put it in, in any kind of ideology frankly it needn't be a religious it could be completely secular and still have the same sort of misogyny in it um i i find it unsettling and slightly terrifying because it doesn't I, as as progressive as we are, are particularly in our own echo chambers we know that outside of our echo chambers there are certain sections of society that would actually think that that was a perfectly reasonable way to conduct ourselves as a society so um I, I do. Mm -hmm. I am now at series four going, Earthed. can Gilead just come to an end now? Because I can't cope <laughs> with this anymore. <laughs> yeah. But it's a fantastic um, series and I, and I will continue to watch it just because I just have to see all the bad guys just get their testicles kicked in. Um, that's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I've been watching. On the flip, just very quickly, it's a very, very side a side mention. I have also been watching on Amazon Prime a sitcom, which I sort of stumbled upon, which I'm really enjoying, called Life in Pieces. And it's basically a sitcom about a family. And the each episode is split into four, what are essentially sketches. And they focus on uh, different parts of the family. And it's really funny. And there's a, uh, it's got James Brolin, Diane Weist. Is that how you pronounce her Beast, name? She's Weist, fantastic. Yeah. Weist, 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 Weist. Anyway, she's in it. She's she. They play the grandparents. Uh, Colin Hanks, Tom Hanks' son. He's in it, and his wife. She's my favourite, Zoe Lister Jones. She's she's brilliant in it. Uh, they're, they're, like all of all of them are really funny. It's great. Uh, I've forgotten what her name's. Bernard something Brandt. Bernard. Anyway, she's in it. She was also in. Uh, look, it's the menopause. Don't I, I don't I don't want anyone I don't want anyone contact me to tell me that I never know who anyone is. I don't. Okay, I've just turned it to my mother. But I really enjoyed that, and it's 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 fun and uh, silly. Alison, what have you horror wise been indulging in? All right, now my horror recommendation. I just saw this when I was in Canada. It was on Netflix. There, here you can find it Amazon Prime, and I believe Sky. It chapter two it is phenomenal everyone it oh, chapter oh. two yeah like it stephen king's it this is it chapter not two. the remake of it not the remake. no not the remake not the remake this, of it. right this is the second the sequel if you will and i'm always a big fan of sequels i'm a big fan of sequels hey give me grease two over grease one any day no. of the week i say yes but it chapter two so good. And the reason why I chose it is because, as I was talking about self-confidence, a lot of the film is based around, like, you know, the childhood insecurities, getting past it, finding your strength. But also, Pennywise, the villain in It, big things about self-confidence, I know, in regards to that, because he is a very weak and low self-confidence killer, uh, evil clown, if you will, because he attacks on the most vulnerable, what is that? children so he has the lowest self-confidence out of all the villains that are out there was some stuff i was reading which i was like isn't that interesting but yeah it, it basically is like they come back they refight the clown yeah jenki just keeps showing I us scary pictures just, of clowns. i just can't stop because that actually is terrifying i find clowns pretty scary anyway but this clown this clown takes the absolute biscuit and what i love about it is it, because that clown is creepy and there are so many brilliant he needs creepy to go to the moments yeah he does what's wrong do with his teeth <laughs> there's several layers several well when you're eating children you need to have a lot of teeth but it, it is it's a jump a minute. Uh, I loved it. Uh, the cast, Jessica Chastin, Bill Hader, James Ma uh, McAvoy. McAvoy? McAvoy. Yeah, I oh, went to drama school with James McAvoy. Did you? He was great in this film. Stephen King, of course, always makes a, makes an appearance. What I love, too, is if I can just point this out. So if you ever watched It, we all know the original It was a scary television series until the end the end sucks all of stephen king's whenever they're made into the movies the end sucks oh the the end of the movie with that weird spider is awful but what i love about this in the second series is it's about a writer writing the second uh kind of like movie to it's and 
he everyone takes the piss out of how his endings are so bad. The endings are so bad. So in a way, Stephen King is like, you know, commenting on how, yeah, okay, I know my endings are always so bad. <laughs> and I just thought it was so funny. There were so many great moments in it. I actually have to say I enjoyed it more than the first one, everyone. So It, Chapter 2, big fan, Bill Hader, very funny in it as well. Really loved it. That's my recommendation, everyone. Great. Okay. Yeah. I will not be watching that. Uh, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I will not be watching that. That Just the still images of that film are scary enough for this leather. But anyway, thank you very much, Alison. That's brilliant recommendation once again. Listen, we've talked a lot about things that probably don't matter really in this podcast, but it's always nice to get a bit of culture, isn't it? That's what we're here for, is for the yeah. culture. And that's yeah. why we like to stir our cultural pot with the Maureen of the Younger. Of course, it's the corner time that is often cultural, but sometimes just batshit. <laughs> oh, well, guys, I thought I would talk about three actors, uh, female actors from the past that people might not have heard of. They were well known in their time, but worth checking out. And what, the first one's my, one of my favourites, Jean Arthur. I think you'd love her, Jen. Um, she was closely identified with screwball comedy, which was obviously very popular in the 30s and 40s. And um, she's great in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. If you want to watch Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, Jean Arthur is brilliant in this. She's like this spunky female. She's capable. She's intelligent. No nonsense. Worldly wise. And more politically savvy than the Jane Stewart character. And um, it, she's just a really great character to watch. She's got a great voice, uh, very good timing. I just, I, lo I love Jean Arthur. She was also in Shane. That was her last movie, actually. And the next one is Carol Lombard, also who was, used to do a lot of screwball comedies. And her last movie was To Be or Not To Be by Ernst Lubitsch, which is a brilliant comedy. Uh, wasn't very popular at the time. People didn't like it, uh, basically because it was a black comedy about a group of Jewish Polish actors in Nazi-occupied Europe. Uh, and not surprisingly, Mel Brooks did a remake of it. Uh, and people thought it was in very bad taste. They didn't actually really understand uh, what uh, Ernst Lubitsch was doing. He was poking fun at the the ridiculousness of Nazi ideology, and also taking a, a, a he takes a great he makes a, a lot of fun out of actors as well. So you've got Jack Benny, who was a very famous uh, Jewish comedian, American com Jewish American comedian at the time. Um, he plays this actor. He is his acting troupe. He's his lead actor very terrible actor who's playing Hamlet. He's like 20 years old to play Hamlet. And there's one, there's a great scene where he's he's been trying to be very dramatic, doing the to be and not to be uh, soliloquy. And he's trying to be very, do a dramatic pause. He goes to be, and then he you knows this dramatic pause and the prompter goes, or not to be. And he gets very annoyed, you know, it's, <laughs> you know, and the, it's, they're so active, like the Nazis have occupied Poland, but all they're really worried about is, you know, will the show go on? It's like, you know, look, you know I've got this performance. Um, but it's a, it's a, you know, in retrospect, it's been, it's, it's been held as one of the classics and she's great in it. And actually uh, before the film was released, she was actually married to Clark Gable, though they were happily married and everything. And then she died in a plane crash a month before the film was released. Um, yeah, she was only 33 when she died, yeah, wasn't she? Yeah, uh, you know, mm. very good actress. And another favourite of mine, this is much later in time, Celeste Holm, great comedy timing. She's in high society. She's the photographer who's madly in love with Frank Sinatra, who's obviously fallen in love with Grace Kelly. And she's also in All About Eve, which is a great movie. So check out those actors. They're, they, they don't seem very well known now, but they're definitely worth uh, looking at their works. So that's some little tips. Yeah, that's great, Maureen, because I think there's so many actors from the 30s and 40s and even the 20s that were huge. Absolutely in their time. huge. Yeah. Absolutely like major A-list celebrities that haven't, for whatever reason. People don't remember. Yeah, people don't remember them. Because when Jean Arthur made, when Mrs. Smith goes to Washington, I believe she was a bigger star than Jimmy Stewart at the time. Yeah, I, I bet. Yeah. It's funny how they were all blonde, isn't it? They were all blonde <laughs> bombshells, these women. <laughs> Like, even if they weren't blonde, they had to dye their hair blonde. To be blonde, yeah. Jean Arthur broke the mould in a way because she was very sassy. She wasn't just like a pretty fair. She was very sassy and, and you know, that that kind of thing. But, yeah, it is weird, isn't it, how some actors, like um, Colette, uh, Colette Colbert, who was massive, and then people don't, People don't know her now either. It's it's weird, isn't it? I've never heard of her. Oh, she's great. And it happened one night. Um, worth checking out. Brilliant movie with Clark Gable. June but Allison. I was named after June Allison. People, yeah, people don't really know who June Allison is now, do they at no. all? No. We do now. That's why your name is spelt the way it is, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Double L-Y, A-L-L-Y-S-O-N. That and my grandma wanted to a Y because she said Ys look more posh than Ys. 
<laughs> my northern mancunian grandma no I'll put a y in it it looks posher than the other <laughs> maureen thank you very much that was brilliant um we're nearing the end of this podcast for the very first episode of season three ha ha ray but it's not over lose my shit over okay this is it right let's go it's happening now I cannot handle this my favourite part Maureen's favourite part Jen rant let us know what the hell's going on what's up with the goat okay well I've already talked about it once it's camping isn't it I mean we, you know you can't be in a field we're going back yeah yeah. We're back we're back we're we're back under canvas. We're back um, in the tent. We're back in the tent. I think it's weather and camping, isn't it? It's it's the combination. I think it is weather. It's definitely the weather. Camping is it a holiday? I don't know. It is for the children <laughs> because they don't do anything. Somebody said to me the great thing about camping is is that you're always doing something. Is that a good thing? That's Kerry, is it? isn't it? Kerry Godleman says that. Oh, maybe it was Kerry. It's Kerry's maybe got it a whole Kerry. thing about, she loves the fact you're always doing something. You're always doing something. But that's the whole point of a holiday, is that there are points in the day I don't want to be doing anything. <laughs> I want to be able to read a book. Every time I sat down, Chloe would say something like, well, you need to go and get some water so we can do the washing up. But I've just sat down. Yeah, but we, we won't be able to cook dinner if you don't go and wash. But I don't know if you heard, I've just sat down. I'd have to then get up. We're nowhere near uh, the blocks where the water is, by the way. I have to go all the way there, get the water, because the campsite that we have gone to is minimal, okay? There is not anything there. There's no, like, oh, electric hookups or glamping or um, even even an area where you wash your pots and pans. No, you have to wash them in a tub outside your tent. Do, do you know what I mean? And also, because we were nowhere near the toilets, like, you know, you, when you wake up in the middle of the night and you need a wee like I do, it's like, ugh, I don't know how you feel about pissing in a bucket, but I'm over it very quickly. <laughs> and for all those people going, I can't believe you pissed in a bucket. I am, will always happily piss in a bucket in a tent rather than in the middle of the night, put some Wellington boots on and walk however far I have to walk in the pitch dark to a toilet cubicle. No, I'm going to piss in a bucket and you can take your judgment, okay, and you can shove it up your bum because any one of you would have done the same thing. And I'm not talking to Alison and Maureen because they're nodding their heads and they would have said, yes, I too would have urinated in a bucket. <laughs> Listen, you, what you do need to know is that the bucket was big and it was very, I, I have a very accurate stream. So there was no splashback. <laughs> <laughs> uh... But nonetheless, nonetheless, it, it's it's exhausting. It's just exhausting. And with the children as well, it's just, you know, I, I, there was no time where I felt like this was relaxing. So I, I, I took two books with me. God, that was optimistic. I mean, I think I read about four pages of one before. It's like, Jen, can you get up and... All right, we're going to go out now. We've got to go to the supermarket because we've got no food. I thought we would be eating out and all that sort of stuff. No, just cooking on a camp stove outside our tent for like... Okay, it's fine. We got fish and chips a couple of times, so that was fine. But um, yeah, other than that, uh, I think camping is one of the one of the finest holidays a British person can embark upon. <laughs> Teaches you a lot about yourself. It teaches you a lot about yourself. <laughs> well, I think we, I mean, any one of us, we all know enough about me to know that that holiday is not for me. <laughs> I, shall I tell you the holiday I want? It's yes. a holiday that we can't have. I want to be somewhere hot, okay? Oh, yeah. just want to be somewhere hot. That's what I want. Spain, Croatia, Italy, France. I just, somewhere hot, yeah? Hmm? What I want is... A house. I want to be in a house or yep. an apartment, yep. you know, with a shower and a toilet and Ooh. a ceiling, you know, one of those things. Ceiling. Indoor plumbing? Indoor Ooh. plumbing. Hot running water. I want, this doesn't have to be there, but maybe a pool or a oh. beach nearby, yeah, where you go and then I sit on a sun lounger, yeah. Oh, come on. Who's with me? With a book, yeah. the kids are doing sandcastles or whatever the fuck it is they, these people do. And I just sit there and I read a book. Maybe lunchtime, I think I'll have a little cheeky beer. Yeah, a nice cold lager. That's on the side, on the table. And every now and again, as I'm reading my book, which I'm thoroughly enjoying, by the way, this is a very, very good piece of fiction. <laughs> I just have a little sup of, and maybe also we've got some crisps on the go or some sort oh. of toasty that someone's... 
actually come over because there's for some reason we're in a place where they wait they come over and they ask you what you want you go i'll have a a thingy what's it majugi and they bring it over oh my god that is is that is the holiday i want yeah i do not want two weeks of rain mud and pissing in a bucket rant over that's well, a very calm and measured rant, actually, Jen. It was, wasn't it? Well, I've, I've got to ease into it because people haven't heard me or seen me or listened to me for such a long time. You can't go in guns blazing because it's, it's too much. And I think people will be like, episode three, just maybe don't put your headphones on. Maybe listen to it. Get ready. <laughs> You'll hear the rant while you're listening to another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Wow, we've done it. Episode one of series three is Yay! over, or as I like to call it, episode 44. Woo! I think we haven't lost a touch. I was worried, ladies, that this was going to be a bumpy road. I was genuinely had the fear. I was like, maybe we'll forget how incredible chemistry and how much fun no. we are. I think, I think. <laughs> We're a lot of by, fun. By our producer yawning and stretching. I think we've, no, we've, we've nailed this episode, <laughs> everyone. We've nailed it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I know. I was just watching Leanne yawning as I was saying it. We're a lot of fun. Ah. Leanne is working hard, and we to be fair, Leanne is in Edinburgh, so, so she's probably had very good. little sleep. So I know we're cows, aren't we? Well, yeah, because midday is the morning for people in the comedy world, isn't Not it? People with young children. <laughs> and on that note, thank you for joining us for episode forty-four. Women talking bollocks. Thanks so much for listening. Please do continue to like and subscribe on our Acast page wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> well, that did. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.